Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. Haven't had terrible original thought this week, I'm afraid. Okay. Been a bit, um, a bit distracted. <laughs> we've done the same amount of research this week there we go let's let's hope we aren't covering the same thing now here's a thing that you will have seen today okay it's world book day isn't it yes but it's it's less obvious to me now i don't have young children oh because you don't have that panicked oh my god i've got to dress up tomorrow mum. what we're gonna wear and i'm having to make a costume and thinking i wish that my friend dawn lived a lot closer because she She would have relished the idea of making a costume the night before it needs to be worn. Right. Well, I I knew it was today, and then I sort of forgot about it, and I was going to a networking meeting which happened to be taking place in a school. And this person, there was a very strange-looking person. And you know when you do a double take and you go, that's a really bad wig. But then... <laughs> then well, it was meant to be. Yeah, and then you realised it was something to do with World Book Day. And, of course, all the kids are dressed up. Um, and as we were leaving, there was a boy in an an inflatable cow suit. I wasn't sure what book that was from, but anyway, it got me thinking about... I feel like I need to know that. I know. I did ask him, but they they just sort of laughed. Do you think the parents just thought, well, we've got an inflatable cow suit, there must be a cow in a book? Yeah. Or it could be that he was a boarder, so he's just ordered some an inflatable cow for a laugh. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, it got me thinking... No, the story wasn't about the inflatable cow. I don't know. I don't... No, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. Although, it, it, you know, it, it did get me thinking, hey, why stick at an inflatable Santa outfit when you could get an inflatable cow and wear it any time of year? <laughs> Not limited by the season. Watch this space. <laughs> watch this space. So anyway, so I I started... To, we didn't have World Book Day when I was a kid. No, no. Um, and, I mean, obviously, you've, you know, your children have had it. So I thought, well... You know, what is this? Where does it come from? The first thing I find out is that most countries celebrate it on the 23rd of April, which is the birth and death day of Shakespeare. Well, that seems more appropriate. Yeah, but we don't. We do it the first Thursday of March. Yeah, which in Wales uh, and in my kids' school often caused a clash with the Eisteddfod on St David's Day. Yeah. So sometimes they didn't have World Book Day because they were doing the Eisteddfod. Yeah, so that would be all right. And that would be all right. Or the weeks where it's both of them. So today uh, you have to come dressed as a, a Welsh person in, the, you know, sort of like your Welsh dress. lady or your... Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the man's... I know it's supposed to be a man, but I've never seen a Welsh man wearing no. a costume like that. Um, and then the next day you have to come as a book character. They're, they're the worst possible years. Yeah, that's a double... So 23rd yeah, of April would have been better, yeah. A double whammy. Anyway, so I thought that was quite interesting, um, and yeah, that we that we do it that we do it differently. How long has it been happening? Does it well, say? it the first World Book Day was in nineteen ninety five, and it is a UNESCO initiative to promote reading, publishing, and copyright. Um, so, uh, but the original idea came from a guy whose name I won't be able to pronounce um, properly, but as with so many things, 
these things start off as a sort of a market employee, don't they? So the original idea was conceived in 1922 by Vicente Clavel. So you can't say it was before your time, Heather. No, but it hadn't been... Um, it, it was in Barcelona, and I didn't go to school in Barcelona, okay. so that's my... I let you off. But it was... Um, um, but So that was the sort of starting point. Anyway, I think UNESCO picked it up and ran with it from 1995. Um, and as I say, we, we, we celebrate it or mark it on a different day, um, which is fine. Anyway, at the bottom of all of this about World Book Day, we've got, OK, World Intellectual Property Day, Inventors Day. UN English Language Day and World Storytelling Day. So I was interested in Inventors Day, so I went to have a look at what that is. Mm. Um, and we don't officially recognise it, um, but in 2014, BT made a public appeal to celebrate the first National Inventors Day on the 2nd of December 2014. Um, but I don't think that was terribly successful. Never because heard of it. <laughs> they haven't done it again. It's a day set aside by a country to recognise the contribution of inventors within those countries. Not all do it, but some but some do. But then then the rabbit hole continued down to World Storytelling Day. I thought, oh this sounds oh, nice. That's good. It sounds more up our street, doesn't it? And apparently there's one every year. Um, and it is on the twentieth of March or it's um Near to the March equinox, so 20th, Okay, 21st. so the 20th is... Because I'm going for a, a swim in a lake on the 20th of March. Okay. And it's called an equinox swim. Well, there we go. Okay. So, you so I can tell a story Do a bit well. of storytelling, yeah. So, um... Go me. Go you. Uh, but it's it's a world thing, and it's, um, it, you know, lots and lots of different countries celebrate it. But it has a theme. So not only did I not know oh. it was a thing... Okay. Um... But the theme for this year is Together We Can. Together We Can. We've had Swim in a Lake. Yeah, we haven't had swimming. What have we had? We've had birds, bridges, the moon, the wanderer, dreams, neighbours. Water. 2011 was water. So that could be... Wise Fools 2018. Yes. <laughs> Equally. Was that the year we met or did we meet before that? No, we met before that. Um, Strong Women 2016. Okay. So I didn't even know it was a thing. So remind me of the theme for this year. Together we can. Together we can. Okay. 20th of March or there or thereabouts. Yes. Yeah, the equinox. Yeah. And, and then from that, I ended up on a website that I have had no cause to, to visit because I'm not a parent. But the Words for Life website, which is part of the National Literacy Trust, and this is, um, lo there's loads of resources here about milestones for children, you know, what, what level of communication, verbal communication, literacy, children should have achieved by certain ages. You're making me feel like a bad parent now. I don't know anything about this. No, well, I don't know how long it's been going. But, it, for example, it says, how old is your child? So, oh, I've got a niece who's five, right? Um, so, um, milestones by age five. Um, they should be able to listen to you even if they're busy doing something else. They should be able to sort words into groups like colours or animals. Um, they should be able to speak tricky sounds. Um, they should be able to tell stories. They should be able to talk with others. All of these things that I had no idea about. But then where it's quite a useful resource is that it's got 
it's got activities, things nice. that things that you can do. So I'd never heard of Words for Life, part of the National Literacy Trust. If you're a parent and you've got kids, there's stuff about um, well-being, songs and rhymes, football and reading, keeping fit, but it's all around words. Well, you did some exploration there. Yeah. And it all started with World Book Day. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you my story about World Book Day? Please do. Okay. So I was a school governor a number of years ago and I went into school dressed as the cat in the hat. But you didn't do World Book Day? When I was a governor. Oh, a governor, sorry. Yeah, not when I was at school. No, no. No, when I was a governor. As an adult. I was a fully grown cat in the hat, about nine foot tall with this blooming big hat on. Yeah. And um, and I was reading from the cat in the hat, uh, and there was there was this little boy sat on the floor, and he was looking up at me and smiling, and he said, "I know you." And I said, "Oh, do you think?" And he would have seen me around school, and he said, "Yeah, you used to be an elf," because <gasps> hey, like two years just... previously, I'd gone in dressed as an elf. It was just brilliant. Oh, it was you just used to be an brilliant. Elf. That's amazing. I know you, and I was like, "Oh, what have I done?" You used to be an elf. And then when you go in in your inflatable cow costume. Yeah, well, I'm not a governor now. I think they, oh. I think they stopped it because... So who yeah. are you going to inflict... Sorry, who are you going to treat to your costumes? The, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I managed to dress as an elf at Christmas for the charity I'm involved with. I'll just look for... I remember that year because I met you for coffee in Starbucks. Oh, yes, I was dressed as an elf there, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Nobody batted an eyelid, didn't they? Well, it was Christmas. It wasn't like it was July. (laughs) I don't know about the inflatable cow outfit, though. As you said, you can use that any time of the year. Yes, all seasons, all seasons. (laughs) And if you need milk for your coffee... Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely am considering getting one. Okay, good. I support you in that. Okay. Tell me when you're wearing it and I won't be coming yes. around. <laughs> I'll be somewhere else. <laughs> have you done? Yes, now, I have. here's the thing. Oh, by the way, that phrase, here's a thing, have you ever heard it as much as since we called the podcast, now here's a thing? Yeah. Everybody says it. I know. I know. They've, they've basically ripped off our... Can we copyright it? No, no you probably not. No. no, I think it's in common usage, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. Anyway... But, yeah, particularly other podcasts I've been listening to, and then they suddenly go, oh, no, here's the thing. thing. No, no, no. Yeah. I think you'll find you're on the wrong podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. There's a bit of a preamble as to why I've got to this subject. Okay. Okay. So, listeners, you're going to get a bit of an insight into my personal life. Not too much information. So, husband says to me, I'm going out. And he gives me a date on this particular date. I'm meeting some friends. I look in the diary and I say, oh, I'm also going out that day with my good friend Heather. Oh, yes. okay. And I said, we haven't made any plans where we're going yet. And he said, why don't you come with us? And I said, okay, fine. And then he went, oh, no, I didn't mean it. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. Uh, uh, That's a very mixed message. (laughs) Because Heather wouldn't know any of the people and and that, you know, she wouldn't like that. I went, how long have you known Heather? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing she likes more than some people she doesn't know. Meeting some new people. And alcohol. And some of them are a bit odd, he said. I went, 
even better. <laughs> but anyway, it seems that that invitation has been rescinded and oh. we have to make our own way oh. in the world. Well, I feel cheated now. Even though I was looking forward to just us two going out, yeah. now I'm like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with us? Yeah. Where are they going? If they're going to the football, I'm just no, I'm not interested. They're going to Wrexham, so I think we just go to a much better city. Yes, we yes. can choose Chester, we can choose Shrewsbury. Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Anybody who wants to join us, just... Anywhere we can get to on the train. Yes, <laughs> if the train's running. Oh, no. Okay, it might be Wrexham after. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, and that, that stuck in my head when I was thinking, oh, what on earth am I going to talk about tonight? And I thought... Small talk. You are an excellent small talk. In fact, it's not small talk for you. It's just talk, isn't it? It's just talk. <laughs> it's not like you are. Yes. And, and I've never really struggled with small talk, but knowing that I'm more of an introvert than, than yourself, that sometimes I find it tiring, but I'm, I'm okay with it. And I think I've learned tricks along the way as to how to do small talk. But I'd seen um, uh, an article on LinkedIn about how to master small talk. Could I find it before this uh, this recording? No, I bloody couldn't. Okay. So I, I just went to find another couple of resources about how to manage small talk. So before I go into like, a couple of articles that I found with their suggestions, I've just deleted that email as we sat here. I've just undeleted it now. Oh. I emailed myself the resources uh, yeah, fat yes, fingers. Anyway, yeah, don't it's back. It's back. So before I, <laughs> that could have been a very short segment. Yes. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, so before I go into the articles, if somebody came to you as you are indeed a communications expert, mm-hmm. how would you advise them to prepare for uh, whether it's a networking meeting or um, a personal party? That's not to yeah. do with work. Okay. Uh, is your advice different? And what, what would you suggest they do? So the best way the best way to, to strike up a conversation with somebody is to ask them a question because people like talking about themselves. So, um, I don't know, at a networking meeting, I would suggest people say, oh, yeah, what's the coffee like? Or did you find somewhere to park? Or I, I thought I'd never get here. Or just some sort of nonsense. Um, but if you're at a party, the obvious question is, so how do you know the person whose party it is? That's where I start. It's it's quite difficult, actually, because I just do it. Yeah. And I don't even don't know analyze how it. I do yeah. it. But that's... I would start with a question and it would it would always be about about the person or about the setting because you're all in the same boat. I wouldn't go in with, and so what do you think about the political crisis? <laughs> you know, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, no stay no. clear of that yeah. politics, religion. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's what I would that's, say. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm quite similar. I, when I, I think it's, I've, I spent years interviewing people and then before, um, before uh, I'm in the job that I'm in now, I, I was doing counselling type work and therapy. So I, I'm used to letting other people talk and me listen. Yeah, yeah. And I've discovered that there are times when you're at a, a party or an event where you don't touch. I've not spoken about myself at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's true of me, believe it or not. For somebody who talks a lot, I actually, when I'm in full on 
small talk mode. Yeah. And I think them. if you are quite quite introverted or, or, or not particularly wanting to share, actually, small talk isn't about telling people about yourself and coming up with stories and repartee. It is, like you say, ask, ask them a question yeah. and then listen. Yeah. And you'll find that they're quite happily filling the gap. The problem is if you come across two people like me who are like, well, I'm not really here to talk about myself. Yeah. And then you both keep asking questions and then sort of closing it down and asking another question. Yeah, so then I'd probably say I hate these sort of things, don't you? <laughs> Shall we come to the phone? <laughs> yeah, should we go and sit in a corner? So I'll refer to the article. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't said anything um, that the article disagrees with. So the first one I found was Live Bold and Bloom. And it, it says, first of all, uh, get curious. Ask them what they've been doing since you last saw them. So that's an interesting one. If it's somebody you've already met before, so yeah, you're not, so probably, how did you know them? Yeah, that's probably going to be easier if you've met somebody before. True small talk is when, you know, somebody's got to make start the conversation. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you get into that? Because yeah. it's hard to go, how is the family when you don't know whether they've got a family? No, or somebody might have just died or, yeah. yeah. Uh, discuss mutual interests. Again, how do you get into the mutual interest yeah. bit first? But you, if you start to talk about something that potentially you've got in common, you imagine the scenario where you've got absolutely nothing yeah, in common. Well. Now, leave that one. Uh, Memorise some useful icebreakers. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure about that. I don't know how that would turn out. It doesn't even give any examples. So... Well, I think, well, that's a bit like, um, I hope they're not suggesting that you go and you go and read, oh, this is a good line to start on, this is a good line. And Can you imagine if you both read the same article? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, you know, have some go-to things, which I suppose are a little bit like the things that, that I've said, you know, what's the coffee like? You know, it, did you manage to find a parking space? It's a bit loud in here, isn't it? it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, I love this band. Yeah, <laughs> something, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. If it's this, forced, it's not going to work. This one's a little bit stalkery, but actually quite good in a workplace setting. So it says, prepare with information about the person you'll be talking to. So know a bit about them. Their passions seems a bit intimate. Projects, family, work, etc. But if you know a bit about, if it is a workplace and you know a bit about yeah. their background or if there's been any articles about them or if they, you know they've worked on some projects or you've got colleagues in common, I think that is quite useful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, big firms employ people to research so that I'm going to a dinner or an event and somebody else, and you're going to be there. So there would be somebody within the organisation who would do research on you to to gen me up yeah. on who you are, yeah. what you've done, you know, so I've got something. Oh, so aren't you the person from, uh, and how are you but finding... You'd have somebody like your PA in, in your yeah. left ear saying, such and such and such and such. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the film Spy? No. Oh, that's um, with, um, I can't remember the name of the female actress, but basically she... Um, She's talking to a spy into his ear. Oh, feeding him information. And they've got cameras and, yeah, feeding him information. Yeah, it's hilarious. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I'll add it to my list. Um, 
Yeah. And then the last one on this article says, practice with people you find it easy to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I still, if you find certain settings easy and certain settings difficult, practicing the easy one, I'm not sure it's going to make the difficult one any easier. easier. No. Anyway. Yeah. Um, then there was another one, realsimple.com. Ten tips for making small talk less awkward. And I really like this quote. The golden rule is that you don't have to be brilliant, just nice. Yes. And that's by um, Director of the Shyness Research Institute at Indiana University in New Albany, Indiana, Bernardo J. Carducci, PhD. Shyness Institute, that's Shyness Research Institute. You don't have to be brilliant, just nice. And if you start with simple, even obvious comments, that makes it easier for others, which is like you said, if the parking was difficult, say you found it difficult to park. Yeah, because I think most people actually, people aren't going to say, well, that's a blooming stupid thing to say, because they know that you're just trying to strike up a conversation. Yeah. You know, unless they're very literal, you know, autistic or something, and they go, why are we talking about parking? But, um, yeah, I think that that's... So the suggestion here from a lady called Deborah Fine, lecturer and author of The Fine Art of Small Talk, I think maybe you should write a book, Heather, uh, she says, as I drive to a party, I try to come up with two or three things to talk about in case the conversation runs dry. Yes, very good. And if I've met the host before, I try to remember things about them, like their passion for skiing or a charity we're both involved in. So, yes. yeah, yeah, interests and mutual interests as well. Yeah, and even just things like, so um, I heard on the radio so there was something about Grimsby, okay? This morning, I was driving to a networking meeting and then it turns out that Grimsby beat um, Southampton 2-1 and it was unexpected. Very, yes. So even just to be able to say to somebody, what's going on with Grimsby? There's something on the... Yeah. I heard something on the news. And if they're not interested in football, then you move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they might go, I don't know. I'll go, I think it's something to do with football anyway. And you've started (laughs) a conversation, haven't you? Well... That sort of follows on from this because the, the next suggestion is take topics from the news. Oh, right. So uh, if you talk about current events but keep it superficial, so steer clear of politics and religion. Obviously, yes. Obviously. The, the other really good tip is to focus on learning names. Oh, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter how to make small talk if you can't remember people's names. It said, I am rubbish at remembering names. Somebody can tell me their name. I'll have, I could have asked them for their yes. name yeah. and immediately forget to listen to the answer. Yeah, you've got to listen to the answer. One thing that I try to do, it doesn't always work, is at the point at which they tell me their name, I try and think of somebody else that I know with the same name and I visualise them so that then... That sounds complicated. No, it, well, it's not, because if you know... If you already know, so I already know somebody called Tracy, I know somebody called Tracy, right? So I meet somebody and they say their name's Tracy. Then if I then remember you, a familiar face. They become me, now I become them. No, it, I find it helps. So then I know next time I see them, it'll be like, right, or I want to use their name. It's like, oh yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It was Tracy that I visualised. So the suggestion here is to repeat the name once or twice after you've heard it. Yeah, only once or twice, not seven not, times. Not keep going. That's so annoying. Yeah. And, and maybe not do... Somebody says, oh, hello, my name's Heather. Hello, Heather, how are you doing, Heather? Nice to meet you. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't bear it. What about an unusual name? A name that you perhaps can't pronounce. Would you say, I'm sorry, I... I didn't catch that. Would you repeat it? I asked them how to spell it. How to spell it, yeah. And once they've spelt it, then I'll say... And then I'll try to say it. Did I get that right? Yeah. There's no harm in asking no. if you got it right, is there? No, because lots of... I mean, my niece, her name's Aries, A-E-R-E-S. I don't know anybody else with that name. So what are you going to do? Just call them the wrong thing all the time? I like to... If I, if I can't even think about how to pronounce it, right, OK, how, how do you spell that? But then I often ask how you spell things like place names because I want to get them straight in my head. So just ask. What if you forget their name? Say, I'm terribly sorry, I've forgotten your name. Fair enough. And that's what the etiquette guru Peggy Post says. Yeah, rather than don't call panic, you don't Tina. feel bad. Yeah, to yeah. make up a name. Yeah, oh, that'll do. Tina. It begins with T, it'll be Tina. Or you. Yeah. Listen more than you can talk. That's a, yeah. a no brainer, isn't it? Um, person here called Corley and I can't find the first name um, people love to talk about themselves so be a great listener yeah yeah perfect <laughs> it says here questions that you don't have to be specific on this one that you could simply say bring me up to date it's an odd one that would be bring me up to date Heather yeah. I'm going to try it next week that sounds quite twattish to me <laughs> uh, up to date on what world like what what am I bringing you up to date on? I've got a colleague who says, uh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But I find that quite awkward because I'm like... What, what the what, minute? What, you're like, talking right to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, do you want the fine details of the work I'm working on? Or, yeah. Can we give get some scope in this question, please? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this, uh, this person called Fowler. Right, now I can't find the first name either. Says to talk about their shoes or their jewellery. Yeah, that can work. That can work quite well. I think it's easier for women to do that than it is for men to do that. I think a, women, a woman can say to a guy, great tie, or I like that, you know, nice suit or nice jacket or nice glasses. If a guy came up to a woman and went, nice necklace, for some reason it doesn't quite work the same. If a woman came up to a woman and said, God, oh, that's, I love that scarf. Oh, I got it from such and such. Yeah, exactly. I think it's harder for men to do that to women. I've not thought about that before. Because it could... Well, well, if they come up to you and say, nice tits, that's all. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I think it can be awkward because it's... Are you hitting on me? Um, and women also have a tendency to go, oh, 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 oh this. And then, so now you're like a fawning sort of... It's, women aren't very good at saying thank you. I don't. I, I learned that a long time ago. I, I'm, I'm very good at just going, thank you very much. Because I think many years ago, somebody told me that to compliment somebody back as well yeah. is like giving the compliment. It's like refusing yeah. the compliment. Yeah. So it's actually nicer to just say, oh, thank, oh, thank you very, very much. much. Yeah, rather than an I love your scarf. Yeah, because like, yeah, no. unless the person was only complimenting you, so you would compliment yes. them back. yeah. Which isn't often the case, is it? 
No. The other one's interesting with small talk, and I'm not sure how I feel about this. Now, in terms of the work setting or therapy or anything like that, yeah. this one's fine. But don't fear silence. Yeah. That's quite awkward in a party situation if you both just stood there holding your drink, looking around, looking for an escape route. How do you not fear, fear silence in that situation? depends how long the silence is i mean if there is silence it could be that they're they're thinking of something to say i think the what an important thing that we are very good at right is active listening so when somebody says something to you they tell you that they've just been traveling in peru okay at least allow yourself a little a moment to go oh oh right peru okay isn't that where paddington bear comes from <laughs> but but you know, allow yourself time to process what they've just said to you. You don't have to. The, In fact, it's darkest Peru. It's dark. It is darkest Peru. Yeah, is that different to Peru? I don't know, but that could be a good conversation starter. There we go. Yeah. Or they might look at you like you're an idiot yeah. and walk away. Yeah. So what it says in this article is um, silences are only as long as you think they are. Yes. And also, if you sense the other person is dying to get away, this might be the opportunity to let them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. By it saying, might be a, a moment for transition. Yeah. Oh, you must excuse me. I'm going to go and get. Or um, I've kept you long. I've kept you long enough. Yes. Yeah, I'm going. I'm just. Do you know where the toilets are? I'm going to go to the toilet. Everybody knows. Well, that's that's really useful. The last point in the article is remember the magic words. I need. So it advises people that you need to move. I need some food. I haven't eaten all day. I need to talk to that person over there. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And that allows you to leave without saying being awkward yeah and then it, it suggests that you then leave at that point and say something nice about the conversation it's been lovely to meet you exactly yeah. it was yeah. so lovely to chat with you yes yes can't wait to hear all about your xyz yeah. one one added thing i would say is that at all costs avoid getting hemmed into a corner by somebody because it's really difficult to get away from somebody if you're in the corner and they're in front of you, because you... Blocking. So, yeah, so never... Sounds like a safeguarding issue there. No, no, but it just happens. <laughs> some people don't know... Uh, some oh, people don't know about personal space. Yeah. Yeah, and that... So that can be quite overwhelming. So, uh, yeah. So the recommendation is also don't hem anybody into yeah, a corner. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't be that person because... It also says here in this article, for extreme situations, establish a rescue me signal with a partner or a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says a favourite one is to ask someone else nearby, a spouse or a good friend, if they want to dance. Not so easy at a networking <laughs> meeting, but OK. I, do you know, I wouldn't rule it out as a possibility. <laughs> I've been bored to death by some people. It says, provided there's music and others are dancing, of course. Yeah. So there you go. So now you know, well, you already know small talk, but you also know that you were invited and then uninvited to a night out with my husband and his friends. Yeah, and I didn't even know about it. Well, I hope they have a terrible time. We, we'll just have to have a better time. And we can go make small talk with strangers. Yeah, yeah. 
Because we will. We'll go and find another group of blokes who are out on the, on the <laughs> rav. All women. We're not fussy. <laughs> they look like good drinking buddies. Hey. Now Here's a Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week ever. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air. <laughs>